Hi, it's Nicole Brandon, and welcome to Hourglass Bride. I hope everybody had a very special and wondrous Valentine's. It's really an amazing time of year. Yesterday was Valentine's Day here, and we had a very special guest. We had a woman named Lisa Rose come on and, and truly talk about the opening of the heart and relationships and how true love really starts with you that you were the common denominator in all of these relationships. And truly that self-love, when you can fill your own cup and when you can fill your own heart, because it's that very heart that you're giving to somebody. And so I encourage you all to find Lisa Rose's broadcast on Unlimited Life. It was really very special. And what a spectacular way to celebrate Valentine's Day. Also yesterday here in the States, we opened Fifty Shades of Grey. And there's so much controversy surrounding this movie. It's amazing. I saw lines wrapped around the block to see this film. And so how we talk about love, how we talk about our relationships has changed drastically. And so it's always such an interesting conversation. This past year for me, just all of the charity work that I've done and just recently working with the Archangel Academy being knighted, working with the Order of St. John, to see the way that people's lives and hearts could be touched in in profoundly deep ways, changing ways, altering ways. And the conversations that we have, the other night I went to a Fifty Shades party, and they had doctors, psychologists, marriage family counselors. They had pole dancing studios, toy companies, and people got to ask really real, raw, and honest questions. And it's so nice to be able to have forums where people can ask questions about their sexuality. They can ask questions about their mate, how to have these conversations with their partner, how you introduce things into your relationship. And if you even know what you want and how you want it and how to really explore that happily ever after. Today we had planned for you a very special guest, somebody that is, I know, is life-altering in healing the heart and freeing your mind. And I know that we've had some technical glitches, so I'm not sure that she's being able to jump on a line. But I want to tell you about her work because it is Brandy Faith Weld. And Brandy just does amazing, extraordinary, life-changing, life-altering, seat edging work on really how to launch into that freedom that you know you desire and you deserve. She had a near-death experience, and she came back from that just determined and diligent to really make a change in people's lives. Her book, Heal Your Heart, Free Your Mind, actually launches tomorrow, and you'll be able to find it on Amazon. And I'll tell you a little bit about her, but she truly is a beautiful person, genuine, stunning spectacular, and one of the wisest people I've ever come across. She's a best-selling author. She's an agent for the healing of the heart and change, and she has been involved in neuroscience and personal development work for over 25 years. She's led individuals and organizations in peak performance, those of you that are familiar with peak performance development, and she's taught transformational courses around the world. But really, once she hit rock bottom, once she had that near-death experience, she returned back from the other side with this true mission to change the world. So if you're looking for something to really treat yourself to, 
for Valentine's, a way to really open your heart and allow love in at a different level of consciousness, then I urge you to go out and to find her book and call us and let us know because certainly we'll have her back on the show and we'll have an open forum where she'll be able to discuss all of these things that she's sharing, all these secrets and tools and keys to the conversations of the heart. Ah, I think I may have her with me. Brandy, are you here? Hi. Hi. I am, I am here. <laughs> Did you hear I was just talking about you and sharing your amazing work? I was telling people about the launch tomorrow and urging them to rush out and find your material, but it's so beautiful to have you here in person. Happy Valentine's. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Oh, my gosh, what a beautiful weekend we're having, right? It's like a beautiful oh. three-day weekend, Valentine's weekend uh, here in our, you know, home area, Southern California. It's like a hot summer day, too. I know. <laughs> it's glorious. So I was sharing with the audiences, you know, I know you were trying to get on, about your work, about your background, about the fact that you came back with this mission in your heart. And so I guess the first question I want to ask you, which I always love asking our guests, is the did you know factor. I mean, I know that you had a near-death experience when you came back, but even beyond that, when you were a little girl, like six or seven or eight, were you naturally in care mode? Like, were you taking care of other kids or were you helping people or was it something that you found later that you were drawn to, to being able to change people's lives and help them? Yeah, honestly, I do believe that my soul came in with that with that nature. And, you know, it just depends on what people believe or not. If, uh, you know, this is our first time, our first go-around on the earth, or we've had other go-arounds on the earth. Um, and, you know, I think my belief is that, uh, that I've had more than one go-around on the earth here and that, <laughs> you know, my soul was had that same nature in other lifetimes. And... Uh, and I mean, truly, what I really experienced when I first, uh, when I was younger, was that this great pain of how much pain is here in the world. And I was quite the empath, and it hurt me. You know, I was like, I would feel the world's pain, and and it was just painful to be here. And I, I kept finding myself wanting to be on the other side where that pain didn't exist. You know, and where people, uh, where you know, all the souls were like one, and we operate from this, you know, we and love, and not this uh, separation and competition, and you know, um, and from this the fear of uh, fear and survival. So where we're always kind of uh, trying to protect ourselves, and um, you know, are operating from a lot of this fear and and pain that just kind of gets spread around around the world, and so. Just from, from a really young age, I always long for what I experienced on the other side. That I, at a soul level, I guess I still remembered versus you know when I actually did cross over again in this lifetime. Um, but um, that I wanted to experience it here on the earth, and uh, and for so much of my younger years, I didn't feel like it was possible on this earth, and. Happily, I do, when I came on the other side, I was told that it was possible, um, and that's a lot of what this book is uh, about and my program is about, um, but um, so I came, I came back with a, a different feeling that it is possible, it is happening now, um, and, and I'm excited about what's 
going to be starting that is starting to unfold for the world right now. Oh, that's so beautiful. What a great answer. I absolutely love that. And, you know, I was looking at your bio, and there were so many things I didn't even know about you, but, I mean, you worked in the Salesforce training. You worked in development <laughs> and organization, which I think is profound. And so how did you go from such a high level of working in that field to bridging over to the human heart and consciousness? Well, you know, it all started from my own pain. I mean, beginning was because I did grow up in your typical Western home, you know, a dysfunctional one. <laughs> and I was just always seeking for some functionality um, from a very young age. And you know, luckily I found all my mother's personal development books that she had because she was trying to relieve herself from all of the pain that she was raised in. Right, and so I just read all of uh, her books from a really young age, and I just became so passionate about this, you know, this healing that's growing and learning, this relief of this painful world that I was experiencing. Um, and when I, uh, um, you know, it, it just became so much a part of me. It became a part of me. I started to think like the life, the purpose of life was growth and learning, and so. You know, it was, it's been a big part of me from a very young age. And then when I um, found uh, Tony Robbins, I found his book, Awaken the Giant Within, and that was just a whole new world for me. And this kind of became a, a, um, a, a game changer for me because I started really realizing how I was really creating and participating in the creation of this, um, life that I felt I lived in a, um, <laughs> you know, and remember Atari, the old Atari first video games was the Atari asteroids that you were trying to like either shoot the asteroids down or like ditch them so that they didn't hit you. Yes. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> okay. Yes, yeah, course. I'm my age a little bit, right, of, um, of that game, but you know, that's how my analogy for life was for me at the time. I felt like asteroids were coming at me all the time, and I, my whole life was about dodging and ditching these asteroids before they hit me. And um, and I started to realize, oh, I'm I'm attracting these asteroids. I am creating these asteroids by focusing on all of this pain and feeling sad and feeling sorry for myself and poor me and, you know, um, just uh, uh, feeling like people don't like me, don't love me, all these, like, stories that would kind of go around in my head that I was creating this life experience. And so um, as I started to have more awareness around that, I mean, I just, like, dove into everything Tony Robbins taught and then also everything about NLP and, you know, behavioral science and neuroscience, and and that just became my passion. So, yeah, even though I was, you know, working in a corporate environment, that's the environment that I got taken into um, outside of uh, college, um, what my real passion kept being is this um, growth and learning. And as I started to discover this, I started realizing I just really started wishing that um, the whole world knew this and how different the world would be and realized how different my life would be if I knew this from a younger age, um, you know, 
I would just have a completely uh, different life at that moment and also how different my life would be if my parents knew it. And so I just became passionate about sharing it with as many people as possible to my family chagrin, right? <laughs> because I was like, I was like, you know, preaching at them. I was trying to get them to like Tony Robbins programs and all these other programs, you know, a lot of Tony Robbins programs and, and, you know, they had no interest in it whatsoever. Um, but with that, I realized, gosh, I want to, I want to help other people be free of pain that they might be experiencing like, you know, I have experienced because, you know, I know it's only hurting people that hurt others. If we could just stop the pain, it'll stop getting, you know, spread around. And so um, I loved my nice, cushy corporate job at Cisco, Cisco Systems, and I was making really great money. And I still had that feeling of fear um, of not wanting to, uh, you know, doing something on my own, not leaving a nice corporate America job, you know, with all the money and all the benefits and all the, you know, the protection of that. And so what I, um, I so um, wanted to see how I could, you know, share this kind of awareness with people by staying, uh, while still staying within uh, corporate America. And I, I had this vision and I proposed it to our executive vice president of Cisco Systems and he said, great idea, why don't you go do it? And, you know, I became like, a, I became one of the founders, starters of this new organization called Worldwide Sales Force Development, where I got to meet all of the stuff that I had been learning into our training and development um, programs for both our sales skills and for our new hire worldwide. And I was just, um, I was just loving my life at that time um, and then I'll have to say um, you know to kind of go where I transitioned from that into what I'm doing now was uh, you know I would take my uh, vacation and I would assist Tony Robbins with his live events and I was uh, helping him with his last life, live life mastery event in Hawaii in 2001 and that's when 9-11 happened. And uh, that event changed the trajectory of my life forever. And it was, um, you, know, you know, what happened there is because of what happened. So, of course, 9-11 was such a very uh, dramatic event for, you know, a lot of the world, but mostly Americans. But what was powerful about this event was that um, – you know, we we it happened at 3 a.m. our time, so everybody was in bed when it happened, and we had an 8 a.m. start, and so people didn't know what had just gone on for the most part, and so Tony Gate delivered the you know news of what just happened, and there happened to be a man from Palestine there, and he got up and said, I'm glad this happened because now you Americans know how it feels. And then there was um, a man from Israel got up, who was in the, in the room too, and he got up and he said, you guys are the cause of the world's problems because you guys are raised to hate. And so here we had the Middle East, you know, problem on the on this American, you know, on right in the middle of the biggest event that happened on American mainland soil. And we had almost about 4,500 mostly Americans at this event, 
and a big portion of them from, from New York. So as you can imagine, you know, like the, the emotions were really high, really high. And so Tony, um, a master that he is, he brought both people, both young men onto the stage and he worked with them. And in the end, they were hugging each other, saying, I love you, man. And they created an organization called Passionate Action for Peace to bring what they just learned to their respective communities. And almost everybody in the whole room joined it, like volunteered for it. And in the end, we were all arm in arm singing, we are the world, we are the children. Quite a change oh. from how we started at 8 a.m. in the morning, right? <laughs> wow, Brandy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so it was at that moment I realized that that's what I really wanted to do. I wanted to stop things like that from happening, people operating from hate and separation and hurt and not realizing that at our core we're the same and together we can get through anything, but in, in, in fear and in separation and competition, we'll just destroy ourselves. So, um, you know, that got me the courage to step out in my faith and leave my nice little corporate job where I was very limited of what I could do to help heal people's consciousness in a corporate environment, right? Um, so I stepped out in faith and uh, created a, a program. So, you know, my first thought of shifting consciousness was through the younger generation and sharing with them um, what, I had, what I had learned that I wish I had known, you know, younger. Um, but I soon realized I couldn't teach kids positive empowering belief systems and put them back in disempowered environment. So what I did is I created camps up in Lake Tahoe um, for families, and they were called Strengthening a Family While Having Fun. And that was the beginning of my journey into guiding people into healing the relationships and freeing and freeing them from the mental patterns that have uh, you know limited their life and helping them really transform their life into the one of you know their heart and soul's intention that they really want to live. Wow, that's how I made the That's how I made the Oh my gosh, <laughs> that is one of the most courageous, bravest, <laughs> spectacular <laughs> stories I've ever heard on the how I got to this platform and why. Wow, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so beautiful. Now you have a book that's coming out tomorrow, I think. Right, you're launching a new um, book tomorrow. Yep. It's Tomorrow, that's amazing. And for those of you that are listening around the world, it's, it's February 16th. And those yes. of you that are listening to the broadcast later, you'll be able to find it, I believe, on Amazon, correct? Yeah, you'll actually be able to find it at brandysbook.com. B-R-A-N-D-Y-S <laughs> book.com. Fabulous. And it's called Heal Your Heart and free your mind. And I have to tell you, the first time I read that, it was like marinating in a tub. It's such yeah. a luscious title. You just go, oh, <laughs> it feels so good. <laughs> and just the idea of healing one's heart, because yeah. especially yesterday we had a show on Valentine's Day, how many people are longing for love or have been hurt in love or those that have love that want to enrich love or even in business, or like you're talking about, between countries and consciousness. And so how can one heal your heart? You know, I would love your take on 
one, how you came up with the title, which I think is such a brilliant title, and two, <laughs> the the consciousness of healing your heart, which I think speaks to every person everywhere around the world. Yeah, well, um, really it's based on my workshops that I I have been doing for quite a few years now um, called Heal Your Relationships, Transform Your Life. And really, um, that is the pathway to healing your heart and transforming your life. It's really of healing all of our relationships because really what is creating our life and driving our life is the programming that we have received since the point of conception. Um, And, you know, uh, most of the the people, most of the world doesn't know this. You know, most of what we are aware of, what we've been programmed with, is the stuff that we can remember in our childhood. But really, you know, 50% of our personality is created by the time we are born. And, uh, you know, there's like, that means over 50% is just un- is stuff that we just got programmed with that we're not even aware of. And we have absolute no memories whatsoever. And so it doesn't matter, let's say, if you grew up with your parents or not, over 50%, about at least 50% of, of what's of them is programmed in you and this is just because of you know how the development of a human being is so you know nature and its divine intelligence you know just downloads masses of information from the parents um not only you know from the parents like you know genetics and their programming and their subconscious and their neural network but also um from you know the culture and the society that they uh brought were raised in so that the the, the new child um, knows can, can now operate in the environment in which they're about to be born into. So in this divine intelligence, you know, to help human beings now have the, you know, if you will, software to be able to operate in this new environment um, that they're about to be born into, you know, in this body, um, but also the seed of the very problem that, is causing us problems and limitations in our life. And and so, you know, really uh, that is um, uh, a lot of the what, what needs to be um, just uh, moved out that's no longer serving us is this, you know, programming that uh, we receive even by the time we're born, but then also, you know, the first... Uh, let's say three to four, about three to four years, our our alpha brain and our beta brain hasn't even been fully developed. It, it hasn't even been developed. It just starts, the alpha brain just starts to be developed around three or four, and, and that's why we tend to have memories around that age. So, um, you know, however, however, the earliest memory you have, that's the sign of when your alpha brain started, you know, um, developing. And um, and it doesn't get fully developed until we're about seven years old. And so basically during this time period, you know, the brain is in delta and theta, which is a hypnagogic trance state. It's the same state that hypnotherapists use to program their clients into new behaviors, right? So we're just getting programmed. You know, the subconscious mind is a recording playback mechanism. So it's designed to record information for later playback of when that information is needed. So, you know, at first you didn't know how to 
walk and then you learn and now it's a program that you just do automatically that you don't think of the same thing you know happened with driving at first you had to think you know first gear second gear third gear fourth you know clutch right it was like a challenge okay which way did I go and now you drive and you don't remember how you got there right right (laughs) so so that's what happens is that you know the mind just now records this information for later playback of when it's needed. And so we just have all these years of recording information that we're not even aware of for later playback. And if, and if we don't go through any processes to go in there and look at what's inside of there, what I say, what's underneath the water line, you know, <laughs> meaning what, what we show to the world is like the tip of the iceberg, but there's like the most, the biggest part of the iceberg is under the water, right? <laughs> And, and so Absolutely. that's the same with us. Yes, yes. Wow. and that's the same with us. Most of us is underneath the water, and if we don't go and see what's underneath the water, that's what hurts us. That's what hurts us. And so that's what we're doing is we're going underneath the water, and we're, you know, now looking at what's, under, what's underneath the water, the rest of the iceberg, and now clearing that out so that we're, that's not unconsciously driving our lives. Um, and, uh, you know, just return everybody back to their pure pure essence to their pure to their pure heart which is you know pure love um not all this programming they receive so that they can now create and experience life from that place instead that's so beautiful wow i love that i mean and it's (laughs) funny when you say that we already came in with this information and before we're even born and it's interesting because i never crawled you know and all these doctors have studied me and whatever and i just got up and i started walking I was just a couple oh, yeah? months old, and I just got up, and I started to walk. And then years later, to become an aerial acrobat and a gymnast and whatever, but my body already had that information uh-huh. of how to do that. And so it's amazing that when you talk about that, we come in with all of this information we don't even realize. And I love that you're saying that that information is there for an, for an environment we're going to be born into. Yeah. But we already I, have these I, tools. Yeah, I want to ask you that, about that. So, is it that your parents had done that stuff before, or do you feel like your soul came in with that information? I from think my, my place? soul came with that information. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, but that, I love that. That, that, that part too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then when you talk about healing your heart and freeing your mind, I love freeing your mind because that's like a launching pad. And you were talking about that—that that freedom of the spirit of the soul or bringing people together. And so how did you put those two things together? Well, so basically what you're, you're – so all of that programming happened from relationships, right? So, um, you know, from, from starting with your relationship with your parents and then there on. So as we heal our relationships where all this programming and this wounding happened, now that's how we're now returning you back to your pure essence of that pure love. And now your mind is no longer, the more we move, we move all of that programming out, what I call, I call cud, like, you know, um, you know how like a cow, it chews its food, or a, a cow just like kind of swallows it into the first the stomach really quickly and then brings it back up that cud so that it can process it later. Um, that that is I'm I'm healing we're like now healing all that cud that just got shoved down <laughs> for later processing that we never really got to process just because of how the mind is designed. So basically, you know, 
as we start to heal all of this cud, we are now, and it gets to process, we can now just be returned back to this pure essence, pure love that we really are. And now the heart, which is the biggest electromagnetic um, part of our being. So, you know, the brain is only um, puts out, you know, they've measured, you know, both the brain and the heart of how how much femtotesla it puts out, which is just a measure of EMF. And the brain only puts out 10 or a little less than 10 EMF, if you will, out. And the heart puts out 50,000 femtoteslas or EMF. So that's 5,000 times more powerful than the brain. And so it's really our heart that is broadcasting out to the world what's really going on inside of us, all that stuff that's hiding underneath the waterline without our awareness, you know. So, for instance, we're broadcasting out right now, right, over radio, but we're conscious of what we're broadcasting out. And there's receivers um, around the world that are now receiving this information that are like-minded and, and resonate with that. And, you know, this, that's the same thing that's happening with us. We're broadcasting out like a radio station, and all of these other hearts are picking it up. They, they're transceivers. They're picking it up, but we aren't aware of what we're unconsciously broadcasting out and the world is just responding to us based on what we're broadcasting out and um uh and and you know that's um that's just the the big um difference of you know us like as what we're doing right now and and really um uh, what we are doing all the time as human beings of you know broadcasting out to like a radio station of what's really living inside of us, our hearts, and then the world is just responding to it. And where the heart gets this to broadcast out is all the stuff that's stored in our subconscious mind. And so the more we can clear out that crud out of our subconscious mind, and there's nothing, none of these old stories, these old hurts and these old wounds that we picked up in this lifetime, but our parents and their ancestors and their ancestors before got programmed with that just got passed down to us in this hand-me-down software that we received, you know, while we're in the womb, um, that, uh, you know, that is, uh, you know, that the mind is filtering through that's coming up with all these stories that then drive our lives, that create our perceptions in life, that create our projections in life, and also um, uh, create what we are which attracted to us, you know, what what mm. what we're vibrating out that then like vibration is drawn to. So, um, so yeah, as we can um, heal that wounding from all of our relationships, now the mind doesn't have that to filter with, and so now it doesn't have all these stories. So, I used to have all kinds of awful stories that I woke up with the morning in the morning with such pain that I woke up depressed and I didn't want to be here you know, and, and now those are all gone. And I just wake up happy and excited about life. And those, those, uh-huh. I can vaguely remember those stories and feeling that, was, that way. so funny because that was my next question yeah. for you. And I'm loving yeah. this information. I love the heart being like yeah. a receiver. And so I have two yeah. questions along with that. My first is, are okay. people surprised? You know, when they find out what stories they're carrying or what's in their head or their heart, are they surprised by it? And the second question was, do, do you reach a point where you don't even remember that that was a story in your life, that you actually hit the delete or erase button? 
Yes, yes. I, I'll answer that first question first and the second one. The first question is, yes, you get to a point where you don't even remember this stuff. I, I have so many people, you know, friends and friends and family, um, a lot of a lot of friends that say, do you remember when we did this, 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 that, and the other thing? I'm like, no, I really don't. You know, like that stuff is gone. It's just no, it's just not there anymore. And um, so, I don't know, life is just so much more peaceful uh, my mind is so much more quiet. I feel much more just happy and joy. And so when I say, you know, the other uh, the other side of this is uh, a joy-filled, magical life, that's what you start to experience because that's what you're filtering through. And that's what you're um, now broadcasting out. And so, uh, yeah, the memories are gone. It's like um, like knowledge and awareness you might have got from the journey is there. But, yeah, all the charges, I call it a charge is gone, all those feelings, emotions, those stories that used to come up in your mind. And, um, yeah, the second question is that, yeah, you know, there's a lot of stuff in there that the, the mind and it's designed to protect protect the, the child and protect the being and protect itself, the mind ego, um, it has just, like, wanted you to not remember. It keeps shoving it down and you know, distracting you and, you know, wants you to pretend it's not there. It doesn't, it's, it's designed to avoid pain. And so it is just always like, you know, shoving it down. And so people have a lot of stuff that's in there that, you know, they don't even remember um, until we bring this out. And, and, and that's great. It's awesome. They might not want to think they don't want to remember it, but when we do that, it's very short-lived, and then it's out of your being forever, and now it's no longer driving your life versus shoving it down and still driving and controlling your life without your awareness. Just beautiful. And Brandy, how does somebody work with you to be able to release these past stories or to be able to have that clarity to wake up in the morning like you're talking about, like a songbird, it's a beautiful day and ready to take on the world? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I just really, I really only work in my workshops. So, you know, we have this book uh, is a great introductory to uh, really going through the process that we then take people through in our um, eight-day intensive workshops. And so, you know, it's beautiful to now really start that journey through this book. Um, and we do we do as much as we can through the book um, to take people through that process, but there's a lot uh, that we can't do through the book. But I have incorporated a lot of technology to try to, you know, stimu- simulate a, a bit of the same ex- a similar experience. But uh, really, you know, for us to do that deep work, uh, they need to come to this eight-day intensive that we have um, to, uh, you know, to really move this stuff out. I love that. And how do they find out about the the workshop and the intensive just on your website? Yes, um, healyourheartforyourmind.com is where all that information is. Uh, but, you know, uh, I really encourage people to go kind of start that journey in the book. And, and, and with the book, what we're offering, too, is a group coaching, uh, group coaching call, which mm-hmm. is just like a... a a low monthly fee and we have two one and a half hour group coaching calls where that we can, you know, uh, answer any of their questions and, and help them with the process that they're going through in this. So that's like the first great first step of this. And, and 
is those kind of together and then get into an eight-day intensive. Wow, just spectacular work. And I love the fact that you have that support as people are going through it and that they can jump on the car. I mean, you offer such incredible information. And I know that your subtitle says, break free from struggles in your relationship in all areas of your life, which you just want to say that. You know, you walk, want to walk around your house with your arms up in the air and go, break free from struggles <laughs> in your relationship in all areas of your life. <laughs> <laughs> so can you talk about that? Because I just I'm gonna just start doing that now. Break <laughs> free from struggle and all areas of your life. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, you know, because of all this programming that we've received, um, you know, from the point of conception, um, this is what our mind is 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 filtering through. So when it's like perceiving the world and it's projecting out into the world and um it's uh um and and so it's that's like the vibration in which we if we keep you know broadcasting out there into the world and because we're broadcasting that out into the world we keep attracting a similar thing in our life over and over again so we all have these patterns in our life that and it can be in different areas of your life that just keep showing up with a different name and a different face. And no matter what you do, you just can't seem to get around. You just, uh, you know, kind of equate it to being like a fly that can see where it wants to go clearly, you know, and it keeps trying to get there, but it keeps hitting this invisible barrier over and over. And it flies here and it hits the barrier, it flies over there, it, it it hits a barrier, it flies up, up, it down, it hits the barrier, and no matter what it tries, it can't get to its goal. And and it just seems like there's something in its way all the time. And, I, um, you know, all of us have this kind of thing in our life, in a certain area of our life. You know, like my best friend says, we all have our cross to bear. That's how she words it. Whatever that theme is, like hers is in health, Um and, you know, some people it could be finances, some could be in relationships, you know, some could be um, just, you know, they always feel abandoned or all that type of stuff. So whatever it is, um, it's coming from this programming that no matter we change our approach, we haven't really healed that, that programming, that wounding. And once we do, once we move that out, you stop attracting that you stop experiencing that and so that's how we talk about you break free from um you know struggle in your relationships in all areas of your life because once we heal that 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 struggle stops showing up you stop experiencing life through that old you know that old program that old charge so you stop perceiving the world the way you used to you on the world the way you should, and you stop attracting from that wounding. Mm-hmm. I just love this. This is just the best information ever. And at what point, when you talk about the mosquito, which is such a perfect analogy, <laughs> at what point do people find you in your work, in your Heal Your Heart, Free Your Mind book? Is it is it at that point where somebody's struggling or they're in a maze or they're hitting a wall? Or is the book also good for somebody who has a happy, wonderful life but wants even more or more ecstasy or more passion or, yeah. Yeah, I I think it's for everybody because, you know, we all have, there's not one soul in the world that hasn't received this programming that's unconsciously driving their life, you know. It's not, it's not, it's, 
definitely that soul that hasn't had, you know, um, that there's just uh, um, some area in their life. Like, they can have so many great things going on in their life, but that there's this one area that they just haven't been able to, you know, break free from. And uh, and so this work is this work is for everybody. You know, I am um, being in this work and in this industry and kind of being um, amongst um, you know a lot of people who are teaching in the transformational um, transformational industry. Um, even all of you know us who are doing that work, we all have kind of pattern um that we still are trying to break free from. And so um yeah, it's it's for everybody, really, truly. That's so fascinating. It's wonderful. And then I know in your bio that it said that you had a near death experience and that you actually mm-hmm. came back from the other side with a mission. Do you mind talking about that for a second? Because I think that's so inspirational, especially for people to think that live in darkness and think there's nowhere to go and, and I can't get out of where I'm at right now, the fact that you actually came back from the other side is just truly a light in the darkness. So, Oh, well, yeah. I mean, truth is it's so beautiful there um, that I didn't want to come back and uh, was told I had to come back to deliver this message. Um, you know, I, I was being taken through all of this that I'm – a lot of what I'm teaching um, prior to that uh, um, crossing over, yet I, I didn't have I didn't have the awareness because I was still I was still living in and um, I was still living with some you know limiting programming, and so um, really I you know, like I was still missing my mother deeply and you know I still wanted to be there over there and I was still feeling like the world um that I longed for didn't exist here. It existed over there and with the person I love most, <laughs> my mother over there. And so um so even though I was just being divinely uh, guided and given this, I still wasn't actually uh, sharing it with the world and um in a in a in a big way. I was doing a very limited limited way and um and really it was kind of like um the the divine had to take me over there and kind of show me all of that and um and and make me really understand all of this that I was being um taken through and guided through and, and shown and, and so, you know, um yeah, that was that uh that was the uh, I don't know, truly the defining moment that uh, made me really now um do what I'm doing now, um and and uh, get out of my uh some of my old program stories. So, you know, one of those was um um oh divine um you know, but I'm a certain age, and I should be married with kids by this age. So I'll get to that when I find my right life partner and I have my, you know, uh, family because I'm getting older and I won't be able to. So it was like stories like that that was keeping me um, from, you know, doing what I was um, being told to do. <laughs> and uh, and so I had to be I had to kind of get freed of some of those still stories that were um, limiting me 
And um, that's kind of uh, what happened to me on the other side. But, yeah, you know, um, the, I mean, there's definitely definitely nothing to to fear. There's nothing but, uh, you know, just love and uh, beauty on the other side. And, uh, and you know, I, I guess the... I guess the story I would best like to share is that um, my father, when my, my, my mother and I had this agreement, we used to watch um, a medium called uh, John Edwards um, when he was had a show crossing over, and we loved the show, that we taped it all the time. And my mother and I had an agreement, whoever died first, we'd meet at John Edwards. So as my mother was dying, um, I said, remember where we're going to meet, Mom, right? And she said, yes. And so I looked to see where John Edward was going to speak uh, um, um, the soonest, and the, the soonest was the uh, when he, or the closest. The soonest was when he was going to be the closest to me, and that was exactly on my mother's birthday, August fourteenth. And so I was like, "That's the day. That's the one I have to go to." And so I went to that, and my father came with me just to console me when my mother didn't come through. Because my father believed, "When you die, you die. That's it." And um, and so because though my mother watched the show all the time, my mother knew how to get his attention from the twenty five hundred other participants people that were there who were looking to get a reading from him as well. And he that most and people in these couple of hours that he's doing this. And so we not we not all got read, but we got read first. Like my mom knew to get his attention before he got started. And so, you know, he's like it started doing his description, goes, Okay, I'm coming in I'm coming right over here in just a minute and he finished you know, directions and he goes, Okay, I have a mother energy here who died of a brain tumor and and really um most of the reading was from my father and my mother said things that my father could not justify that this was um, that this guy was just you know saying things that could that anybody could have right or just guessing so um he said he said to my father he goes so she's telling me to tease you about a man a little beef outfit and my dad starts busting down and crying like instantly right there and i'm looking at my dad going like what you know, what the heck is he talking about? I have no clue what John's talking about. And afterwards, my father says, tells me what happened. He says that after my mother died, he went to a park um, uh, where him and my mother used to walk along a river, and he was, you know, crying, you know. And he was sat on a bench, and he had his hands, had his hands down in his face, and he was just uh, crying and when he, um, and then all of a sudden he felt an arm around him, you know, and kind of patted him on the back of my dad looks up, and it's a man in a little Bo Peep outfit with a with a bonnet, a dress, and a staff, and a staff, right? And this is what John said he's going uh, a little Bo Peep outfit with with a staff and a bonnet and everything, and and this guy's like trying to control my father and hitting on my father at the same time. Now. My father didn't ever tell anybody about this, right? This was like kind of embarrassing kind of thing and he just he didn't tell anybody and and so that's you know, my mother knew she had to tell him a story that she could he couldn't justify that how, you know, John could know that 
And um, that made my dad a believer that my mom was around, you know, saw this and that my mom was around. So from that point on, my father started, um, well, that night, because it was her birthday, he took her out to dinner to her favorite restaurant, and he took her to um, Cirque du Soleil um, that night, and it just happened to be an empty seat. And he, like, held her hand. And from that point on, he was kind of having a relationship with my mom. Like, he knew he could talk to her and that she could hear him, you know. And that was very healing for my father. And the next thing I knew, he's like, sneaking off to see where John Edward was going to speak again so he could, you know, connect with my mother again. But that, like, uh-huh. became life-changing for my father of really realizing that, oh, my mother was still around even though he can't see her and he can't hear her. And so that's the... And that's why I think the gift of mediumship is and why the cynic always gets read because they need to know it the most so that they can do their healing. You know, because when you think that they're dead and gone forever and you missed your chance to say, I'm sorry, or, or them to make amends in any way, you're normally left with that pain, you know, and that hurt and that guilt and that unforgiveness. And that's what, that's what hinders that vibration and what, that's what we're creating our life from then if we don't heal that. And so it's so crucial to heal this wounding, you know, if they are alive or they're not for us, for ourselves. Well, thank you for sharing that story. That was really beautiful. I'm sitting here so emotional for your father, <laughs> for your mom. And I love John's work, but just so touching and such a great testament for all of the people that are listening to the show of what's possible and how love really does, you know, go on forever. I just, just yeah. fabulous. So thank you for sharing that. And then I also and, wanted and, to ask you. And, and, yes. and I guess I just want to say on the other side, you know, my experience there was, you know, um, with my mother, but also all of my, the deceased pets. I mean, you know, there I, I was feeling my cat going underneath you know, rubbing itself on my legs and my horse was like breathing on me, um, you know, and my dogs, like, like I was also interacting with all of my deceased animals when I was seeing my mother too. And so, you know, our animals are over there as well. And that was beautiful as well to have that love that they're there. They're still there too. And uh, they're around us and, you know, they await us when we go on the side and, we are never alone, even if we feel like we're wrong. We are never alone, <laughs> ever. We might not be able to see them, but they're around. Yes, yes. <laughs> we fit wholeheartedly. And then I want to ask you, I know we only have a couple minutes left, but I know that once you had called your book a revolutionary nine-step system to permanently shapeshift your life. And at first I love the fact that it's a shape-shifting book. Because I, just the idea, the visual image of shift shaping or, you know, is so fabulous because it allows you, like a kaleidoscope, to have the same energy and light and heart and spirit and soul that's inside of you. And then with just a little bit of movement, it's an entirely different picture. Yeah, and so, exactly. That's a great analogy. You, I like that. <laughs> So can you talk just a little bit about it? I know that we only have a couple minutes left, but I just love the idea of a nine-step system that actually can shapeshift your life. Yeah, well, that that is like the program, basically, of nine steps. And really, we are. When we, when we free you from this, you know, programming, 
liberate you from this programming that has been, you know, driving your life and a lot of it unconsciously, um, then your life does, you know, uh, uh, shape shift. You know, you can shape shift it now. Um, now instead of all of this stuff you have of fear, worry, and not good enough, and and um, you know, just all of that, not that limiting programming then you are limitless of what you can now create in your life. And uh, and now you can uh, shape, you know, shape your life, shape shift your life into something that you more want to live than the one that has been kind of been built you based on what you're broadcasting and the world responding to you. The world's now responding from the, to pure love you know, then your life experience is completely transformed. Mm. Just, I love your work, Brandy. I'm yeah. so excited for you. And uh, congratulations on the launch of your book, Heal Your Heart, Free Your Mind, which we can find on Brandy's Books. <laughs> Brandy'sBooks.com, yep. <laughs> Brandy'sBooks.com and Heal Your Heart and Free Your Mind.com, which I... I just love the idea of all of this. And then I guess as we wrap up this show, I always love to ask people a definition. And so for you, what does healing mean to you? What does healing mean to me? Um, Really, I believe all healing is healing all of the so wounding and, um, uh, yeah, subconscious programming, but most of the wounding programming because, you know, all physical disease is from the, it manifests first, the physical manifests from the energetic um, wounding. So, you know, all all disease starts from dis-ease in our energetic being. And so as we heal, this dis-ease in our energetic being, then all of the disease, um, um, you know, then that just then falls away. So um, healing just is healing all of this, uh, these hurts and wounds that uh, we have picked up, on, picked up, you know, since our conception and the things we remember and the things that we don't. That was a beautiful It is. That was just beautiful. I always love. I'm always just so intrigued by people's answers. I asked Dr. John Ireland, you know, the pastor to the uh-huh. stars, "What is a vow?" And he said, "Well, a vow is not a compliment. You know, I think you're sexy. I like you." <laughs> so I always love to hear people's descriptions. You know, and we'll have you know we always put them on the websites, and so I love your description of healing. And for all of you who are out there listening to the show today, if you'd like to get a copy of today's show, or if you've been trying to take notes, Brandy's book, and how to find heal your heart and free your mind, and all this incredible information that she shared about the wounding and the subconscious and all of the ways that you can have a clean state and start your day as Brandy does with a smile and sunshine and zippity-doo-dah in your heart. <laughs> the beautiful wonderment <laughs> of everything. You can simply send a text to 55678. Really easy. Send a text to 55678. And the message is simply Nicole. And you can download a copy of today's show onto any mobile device. And 
listen to it over and over and over again and get this incredible information that she shared with us today. And Brandy, I wish you all the best. I so thank you for taking your time today to be with us and to share this material. I love what you're doing. And I'm so glad you came back from the other side to be with us and to be on this mission and to share this incredible work that really is helping people start anew and start clean. And I love the fact that you can not just erase any of these stories that aren't serving you, but that you can open a space to create new stories of joy and happiness and fulfillment and bliss and that happily ever after we all dream about and desire and deserve. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Nicole, so much for uh, inviting me to be a part of your show. It's been such an honor to be here with you, and it's been truly a blessing to actually um, you know, get to know you as well. Well, thank you. I feel the exact same way, and we so look forward to having you here again. And so for Brandy, Faith, Weld, and for myself, Nicole Brandon, we are wishing you a beautiful, spectacular week and a happily ever after, and may all your wishes and dreams come true.